0: We're learning the first Tzichah on Parashas Pa'aleitzchah in Ch'elik Chav Gimel on page 62. This is a Tzichah on a Rashi in this week's Parsha. As always, with the Rebbe Tzichas on Rashi, this is a fresh and original understanding in this Rashi here. Looking at the Rashi at first glance, it seems to be a simply understood Rashi. And the Rebbe will give us a completely different and new and deeper understanding with a few very powerful lessons that we could learn from this Rashi. The Sheer today is being learned to L'Nishmas, Rabbi Yosef, Ben Yomin, Ben Rabbanashe, Coltman. Oifem Posik, Vayidabar Hashem al-Mesheh, Bamidba Sinai, Bashona Hashenis, L'Tesom, Eretz, Mitzrayim, B'chodesh HaRishen Leymah. The Evesh just spoke to Moshe Rabbeinu, the Yidin warned in Midbar. This is the second year after Yidin came out of Mitzrayim, and this is B'chodesh HaRishen, meaning in Roshchei Dishnisin. So in this parsha, Hashem commands Yidin to bring the carbon Pesach, and parsha from Pesach Sheni. Then, following the Yidin that complained that they couldn't participate, there is the mitzvah that you can also bring a Pesach Sheni. So Rashi brings the words on his mefarish and explains as follows: ad the Parsha, that's in the beginning of the Sefer of Bamidbar, wasn't said until Eir. Over there it speaks about counting the Eden, and that was in the Shredash You learn here that the story is written in the Teirah, it's not written in the chronological order that it occurred. Things that happened earlier can be recorded in the Teirah later, as right over here. We'll see the continuation of Rashi in si'v Gimel. So what we need to understand of here is, why is it at all necessary for Rashi to point out that it's written out of order? The concept that Tere is not written in order, we know this already from before. It's already learned from more than one, from a few Psukim, that's already earlier. And Rashi himself pointed this out earlier. So towards the end of Parshish Bereishis, Rashi says this rule of a number of times after this, Rashi repeats it again. So why is it necessary here for Rashi to stop and point out the fact that this is a story that's written out of order? Nachma, the question is even further... There prat kufa. Looking over here, within this story that happened now when Yidden in the midbar, the meshunei asayde from the parsha shibereisha sefer, the fact that it's out of order from what was written in the beginning, in the beginning of the sefer ba midbar, it records the story of chaylish uh, yer, face meshayim from We know this already from right here, what we learned just now before when in them said that v'smat Right here in the same parsha that we just learned, korbanas anesian in the end of Parsha's Nasai. So it brings all the karbanis that the Nisean brought, versus Mufurish and Pasig's manom, and in the Tayre it says clearly the time when it was brought. That they brought these karbanis on the day that Moshe Rabbeinu concluded putting up the Mishkan. When was that? Even though it doesn't say in the Pasig clearly, but we know that that was an Ashkedish Nissen. So from this already we see is Lamadata, we learn from here, fun as a Mukhtim a that the order over here is not the way it happened regarding this detail, regarding the counting of the beginning of the, uh, uh, of the Chomish and the story that's recorded in Parshas Nosei that happened before that. So why does Rashi have to point this out over here regarding the Parsha of Pesach and Pesach Sheini if we know this already from before? And in is Rashi Garnt Additionally, over there... When it comes up the first time that the, the seems karbanis is out of order, Rashi doesn't point that out. It's obvious, it's understood. We know the rule that Taira is not written in a chronological order. Here, for some reason, Rashi stops and explains. On in the truth is, you can find this even earlier in the parasha, and that's in Parashas Nasai, where it says, that it speaks there about those people that have to be sent out of various different camps when they're not pure. Is Rashi Mefarish, and there Rashi says regarding that parsha, parsha zu nemra biyom shurukem haMishkon v'das es gevem rishchedish nisun kanal that that parsha was said on rishchedish nisun the day that the Mishkon was put up. So it's also recorded in the Torah out of order from the beginning, which was uh, which happened on rishchedish year. Is v'Rashi zok? Is again, sorry, is v'zok to Rashi? So then Rashi say lo made that you learn over here only when you come to the parsha of Pesach and Pesach Shani as the Minyan. That this idea that Taita is out of order and it writes things out of order, that is, is learned that only from here, from this parsha of Pesach and Pesach Sheini. That's the basic and obvious question here on this Rashi. Why is Rashi pointing this out at all if he doesn't in other places? And additionally, Rashi adds the word omadata. Only now that could you learn this. So Sif bayez the explains this in as follows: The beer So the explanation here is as follows: The chiddush da is there is an additional chiddush that you find here that is not in other places. Rashi uses the lashon she'en seder muktam umoche betayda. You don't have the seder, the order of what has to come first and what has to come later, and the way it happened, in the way it's recorded in Taita Rashi adds one word: seder. That Rashi had never used this lashon before. Was dem lashon Rashi nit Whenever Rashi points out aim muktamamocha, he never used this lashon of seider. What's the reason? The eret free of what Rashi gezak aim muktamamocha betayira. When Rashi writes this rule earlier, is this parsha Rashi writes this regarding a certain occurrence or regarding something a certain parsha or, or something that avish just said which is written in the Teireh, not in its right place. In the Fallen is nita but in those cases it's not such a big question that it's written out of order. Because Teireh is not a history book that's coming to let you know exactly chronologically what happened and when events took place. That's not what Teireh is about. Taita is a Tayra. a hiraz, mitzvahs, and so on. So Rashi, in the other whereas Mifadish, eim mokdomu whenever Rashi does have to clarify that it's it's out of order, why is Rashi clarifying it, if we know this, that Taita is not a history book, in zman zman Rashi wants to clarify that you should not make a mistake <coughs> based on where it's recorded in Taita that it may seem to you that it happened in the order that it appears in the Pasik. And if it's relevant to understand and know the order of how things happen, whether for the Pasik there or in another place, so Rashi will clarify you, so you shouldn't make a mistake, that it happened the way it appears in the So, But Rashi is not coming to, again and again, let you know, oh, by the way, the Teireh is not written in order. It's understood, Teireh is not a history book. So now PZ, us, Rashi So going back to the examples that ever brought from Parshas Nasa, it's understood why here, Rashi doesn't point out that it's written out of order. When the him bring their Karbonus, on the day that Moshe put up the Mishkan, other by the that the Parsha which speaks about the people impure being sent out. Rashi, it's not necessary for Rashi to clarify that it's written out of order. Because Rashi already explains elsewhere when these parashas were said, so it's understood, there's no mistake about this, that here it's being written out of order. It says clearly that it was the day that Moshe put up the Mishkan, which happened to Shredish Nissen. So Rashi clarifies that it was said on the day that the Mishkan was put up, Canal is quoted, so it's understood that that's not in the order that it appears in the Pasik. So Rashi doesn't have to clarify any further we come back over here to our Parsha, the Parsha of Pesach and Pesach She'eni Here the Tere gives dates and the Tere is emphasizing that the date and the timing of when it happened is significant and that's both side parsha both over here in this parsha of pesach vaidaba vaya that that it was an chaidish nissen of uh, the year the, the second year after they came out of Mitzrayim. and sai be rosha safe vaidaba that it was So the Pasik is not just telling you what happened, but the Torah specifically wants you to know and understand the dates of when it happened. Nevertheless, these Parshishs here are written out of order. That's what's unique of here that you don't find anywhere else. So therefore Rashi says, Here we learn an additional novelty in the way things are recorded in Torah as ein Seder, mukte um ooch'e um, beteide. That even when the Teder is telling you the Seder, emphasizing the order of how it happened, still it's not recorded in the Teder the way it actually happened. Auch when the Teder is magisht dem Zeman von den Yonun und Zivuyim, was wie er zet will Teder, der mit der Zeylen dem Seder von den Zivuyim um oor So the fact that the Teder is emphasizing when it happened means that there is a point to know exactly when it did occur. Can euch dan sein... That while there is a seder here, Tait itself tells you the seder, but yet the place where it's recorded in the seder is still not in the order of the way it actually happened. That's the unique chiddush that Rashi is pointing out right over here that we never had before. Okay, so that's the explanation for the first part of Rashi, why Rashi is explaining this. Now here, the ever continues in Siv Gimel, the Rashi now comes and explains why did the seder write this out, out of order. Why Rashi, continues. why did Pchomish by not begin with this parasha that happened earlier? Because there's a story here that's the embarrassment of Yidin. All 40 years that Yidin spent in the Midbar, they only brought one carbon Pesach, which is an embarrassing thing for Yidin. So therefore, it's not brought, in the beginning, the Torah does not want to begin a khumish with an embarrassing story. That's the reason Rashi gives. Okay, so before the Rebbe addresses the pshat of this reason, but we first need to understand why Rashi has to give this reason altogether. <speaking in Hebrew> move on? So at first glance, what Rashi is saying here is not understood. <speaking in Hebrew> Since as Rashi says... The Tayyah is teaching us we know that there's no order in the way things are recorded in Tayrah. So the So then why does Rashi now ask? So why did the Tayyah not open the Khumish with this story? <speaking in Hebrew> that there is no order in Taydah, including here when the Tayyidh spells out the date clearly, nevertheless, things are not recorded in Tayrah with the Sayyidah. So why is Rashi then continuing to give a reason why the Tayyah writes it out of order? Doesn't demand any reason at all. On v'v'ezetn the makor from Perish Rashi, Zayin Gemara, the source of this Rashi in Gemara, as Nachtem v'Gemara fi'toyis, Zayis and Matas, ein Mukdam u'Mukhe b'Tayde. Right here we see that the or the Tayde is not written in order. Is the Gemara net mevayadim tam? For was the Tayde haped netam with Parsha? The Gemara does not carry on to explain. So why is it written out of order? On the Zayich and the same as Safri doesn't explain this because it doesn't demand any explanation. So why does Rashi go on to explain? V'olama. Now so why don't we open the Chumash with this story? So the Pashto is what we can't in. So simply, the answer to this is, as is if you look closely into the words that Rashi chooses, so Rashi says, You learn. You learn that there's no order in Teireh. Unlike the word that it says in Sefri, This here comes to teach you. So what's the difference? Does the teira here is specifically writing the dates and it's changing the order in the way it's recorded of way the way it happened. as they say the the This exactly is the purpose. The teira wants you over here to learn from this that there's no order of the way things are recorded in the teira. So if that's the case, there's no additional explanation demanded why it's out of order, because that's exactly the point. The Torah is writing the dates and then writing it out of order to, to learn this idea. came Rashi. On the other hand, Rashi just says Lamadita. What does Lamadita means? You learn, you know now. Meintos, what that means is Not This is not the reason why the Torah wrote it out of order. No, that's from them. It's just that here, we learn the fact, As say and that Taita is written out of order, but that's not the purpose of why the Taita changed the order. Is the So therefore, so therefore, it can be justified why Rashi continues and asks why the Taita doesn't open with this story if that's the right order. Why, even though Khaida, this is the rule Taita writes things out of order, because it's known and it ever brings in the order of the sources for this as Dart in the places where, where you see the writes things out of order, true, the Torah writes it out of order because it's not a history book, but there's of course a reason for this. There is a reason and a purpose of why the Torah is writing it out of order. It's not just because it's not a history book, so it just writes things randomly. No, because it's not a history book. Rather, it's a book to teach us, Halaches or ideas in a certain order. So therefore, if that if it demands to be taught in a certain way, it'll be written out of order. So therefore, there is a reason to required to explain, like what, what is the reason why it has to be written out of order? That's why Rashi goes on to give the reason. Even though this is the Pshat Rashi, but there's still something not smoothly understood over here when you look into the actual words the way Rashi phrases his question. Because based on this, what should be the question of Rashi? The question of Rashi should not be why did the Torah not open with this story. No, rather, The real question over here is, why is the Torah changing the order? It's not. It's, it, there is no specific reason why Chumash Ba Midbar has to open with this story. It's just the fact that chronologically that's where it belongs. And we want to understand why we changed the order. That should have been the wording of Rashi's question. And The question really becomes, why is the story in the beginning of Chumash Midbar about counting the Yidn, why does that come first? That's really the question. So the emphasis in the words, the phrasing of the question here should be, not, why aren't we opening with this story, which makes it sound like that there's something unique about this story that demands that it should be opened with this story. No, rather, the the question of Rashi should be, shina Why is the Torah changing the order? Pasach and why are we opening with the story that it opens with, the story of counting in the beginning of the Seifer? Some similar lashen. So we see here, in the way Rashi phrases the question, that there's something that's bothering Rashi about the fact, about the very fact that the Chumish B'Amidbar does not begin with this story. <inaudible> also, Another thing that has to be explained in the word that Rashi chooses here, the Lashem von Rashi's Kashyah. so the language Rashi uses here is, Why does the Torah not open with this story? And Rashi does not use the expression that he uses in other places, why did the Torah not put this first, in the order that it happened, or something similar? What's the emphasis of, of Posach, that we should open Chumash midbar with this story? Okay, so in order to explain this, what's bothering Rashi here? So we have to now look into the actual reason Rashi gives into uh, why the Torah didn't begin with the story. So here in Sif we will analyze what is the reason. From from Rashi, so what's the answer that Rashi, taken from the Midrash and other places, what's the, the, the answer here? Why the Torah doesn't begin with the story? Because there's an embarrassment of Yidden here. <speaking in Hebrew> For forty years, Yidden only brought one carbon pesach. So the question is, in v'as pashtei what does the embarrassment consist consist of? Rashi hotfriyeh shem farish keven. Rashi already explained earlier in Parshas Boi, as tola kosev mitzvah zu carbon pesach b'biyosam yasam That's at the Torah says that this mitzvah is dependent on Yidden being and arriving in Teres Yisrael only one time did he didn’t bring the, mid- the carbon in the midbar and that was a unique exception that they told him that they should bring the carbon they're clearly only commanded to bring the carbon when they arrive in Eretz Yisrael so what is the embarrassment of the fact that they didn't fulfill or bring the carbon pesach in the midbar if they did not have the mitzvah yet at that point? Or is ha pesach in midbar, the mal is given also. It would actually be prohibited to bring the carbon pesach any other time in the midbar. Metonet isam. You can't bring a carbon of the mizbeach, something that was not commanded. So why is there any embarrassment about the fact that Eden did not bring this carbon? On the contrary, is given This was an exception. This one time they brought the cardinal is because Hashem demanded, commanded they should do so. So this is a question that all the Muffar ask on this uh, on this reason that it says here, that it's an embarrassment of Eden. So Taisfis, U Mufar so Teisvis and the commentaries here on Ashi explain that the embarrassment here is as follows. The embarrassment is the very fact that they remained this long in the Midbar, 40 years, and that was because of the Aveda that happened later on with the Miraglim that kept them back in the Midbar for all these years, and as a result, they couldn't bring the carbon Pesach until they arrived to Eretz Yisrael. That's the embarrassment of this parasha here, that only one carbon they brought when they were in the Midbar. But it's very difficult to accept this pshat in the simple understanding of the pasuk according to Rashi. Why? Because Aleph number 1, In this parsha here that's being delayed and not written in the beginning because it's embarrassing, it doesn't mention one word about the fact that Eden sinned and therefore they will not enter into Eretz Yisrael. On the contrary, if you continue reading the psukim here in Parashas the pasuk says, "As We're ready. We're traveling into Eretz Israel. The plan was that in three days we will enter into Eretz Israel. Yisrael. This first journey they traveled away from Midbar Sinai was the journey that they were going to go straight into Eretz Yisrael. Is the the though So over here, in this parasha, you read the story, and even the continuation of the story in the next parasha here, there's nothing embarrassing about the Eden that is recorded here. So yeah, it could be later on, in the parasha of Meraglim, there the embarrassing story comes out about the Avedah that happened. But this is not embarrassing at all. Another question, this is the main question here if this is the problem, that it's embarrassing that Eden stayed in the Midbah for 40 years, is one, the first thing that we should ask here is the gnos is mem shana. So then the embarrassing point here is the fact that they remained in the Midbah for this long. niti from Pesach. But not the the fact that they did bring this Pesach here. And two, another point there is and Alz gnos. If this is considered to be as something embarrassing, is the shayech bloist to carbon pesach? This has nothing to do specifically with the carbon pesach. Not so all the mitzvahs. There are many mitzvahs that you can only fulfill when you enter into Eretz Yisrael. doch mit Mijache sein, die to carbon pesach davke. So why are we attributing this embarrassment of Eden to the carbon Pesach that was only brought once in the Midbar when the Eden couldn't fulfill all the mitzvahs, HaTlui Isbaret, Shemitah, and all the other mitzvahs that only applies in Eretz Yisrael? There's a greater embarrassment regarding other mitzvahs that could only be fulfilled in Eretz Yisrael because they weren't fulfilled in the Midbar not even once. So how is this parsha here of carbon pesach expressing any embarrassment of the Eden at all, or uniquely carbon pesach different than any of the other mitzvahs? So it's very difficult to understand the answer of Rashi that this parsha of carbon pesach and pesach sheni is an embarrassment of Eden. So here the Rebbe will introduce and give us a completely new and, and original understanding in sifrei what this answer of Rashi is. das verstehen Rashi So Rashi is telling us that the Torah doesn't open with this story because it's the embarrassment of Yidin. Isn't it glatic? So there's something over here that's not smooth about this answer Rashi gives. If in fact Torah does not want to tell you the story of the embarrassment of Yidin in the beginning of the Seyfe, So why is the Torah at all recording this story, which has an embarrassing point about Yidin? Is the fun move on? So from this itself, it's understood as the Ike de is that sefer. That the main thing that the Torah is particular about is is not to open the chumish with this embarrassing story. Because the opening of a chomish has to be with something that expresses the love for Yidin. How do we know this? Why why is this a rule that we say that you always have to open with the love for Yidin? As we see regarding other three of Svarim that begin with a story that speaks about yidin and it talks about a story with yidin that expresses the love of yidin. The three of Shmais Vayikra ba is for It speaks about something that expresses the, the love for Yidin. is and the As Rashi himself explains at the beginning of each one of these Svarim. The names are being counted again of the Shvatim that came down to Mitzrayim. This is to express the love. So Rashi says, what does this mean that Hashem calls to Meishe before He speaks to him? Before Hashem speaks to he's some He calls him, he, he, He's inviting him with love. Also expressing the love for Eden. And then the Sinai, the story in the beginning of Khumish Bamidba, that says that about eden being counted, Mitoy of Here as well it opens with a story expressing the love that Hashem asked for yidin. And the Rebbe adds also we can say was read Kulay. even though it speaks about creation of the entire world, Why does the Tay begin with the story of Bereshis and not with the Khadish alchem? As the Kavana the Fun Psiche is, Tayrah opens with this story to tell you that the entire world is created by the Avisha, and therefore the land Eretz Israel belongs to you so again, the title begins with something that is focusing on a uh, gift that the Ebershte gives you. So that's what we see, the way the title opens up all the Chumashim, Breches, Shemaisa, Yikram, Bamidbar. So since this idea of the way the Chumash of, in the, in the Sefer Teire has to open up, we already know this, from the other uh, Svarim before, from, for, for sure, from Shmai Yisem Bayikra, so Muslim Zagin, if so, we must say, as the that when Rashi says that there's a Shaila here, so why does the Teirah not open with this story of Pesach and Pesach Shani? Right, so again, this is really based here on the Diog that the Rebbe said earlier in the Sikha. Rashi does not simply say, why was the Teirah Mishana the Seder? Why did the Torah open with the story of counting, which is something that happened later? But as she emphasizes, his question is, Why aren't we opening with this story? Now, th- this question must be based on the premise that we have that the Torah opens up with a story expressing the love of Eden. So if Rashi could phrase the question this way, So what is this question? This story about Pesach and Pesach Sheni actually expresses the love for Yidin. And therefore Rashi is asking, based on the rule that we know that the Torah begins with the love of Yidin, why don't we open with this story that perfectly and uniquely expresses the love for Yidin? That's the question of Rashi over here. So Rashi is not just asking this question because there's a rule that, yes, Taita changes the order, but there has to be a reason and a purpose for it. But Rashi is basing this on the rule that we have that the Chumash begins with the subject of love for Yidin, and this Pasha here, that actually happened before, would actually be the perfect thing to begin with to express the love for Yidin. What's the explanation for this? See, the Rebbe says, to explain this, Chumash Vayikra... So is, in the, for the most part, the, the mitzvahs that the Abishter told Moshe Rabbeinu after the Mishkan was put up. and then when you continue into Chumash VeMidbar, on seder amyreuz, and on hages midbar. it speaks about the certainty volume as well but also in different occurrences that happened to the Yidden, how they wore how they behaved in the midbar and how they fulfilled mitzvahs, and what they did while they were in the midbar. If so what given if so it would be very fitting. As the it should open with the story that what did Yidden do? How did they spend their time in the Yidden? What what was their hanhoge that they fulfilled the mitzvah of Hashem the midbar? a brought the carbon pasach 100% as they to it. As all the they all brought it in the right time. Not only this, even those that couldn't bring demanded that they want to join as well, and they also brought the carbon Pesach. So this is a beautiful story expressing of how Yidin are fulfilling Hashem's mitzvah in the Midbar to open, to open Chumash midbar with it. Half a piece, you may ask, well, what's the advantage of the expression of love of the Yidin here that's more than the expression of love that there is in the actual story of the counting that the Chumash begins with? Ah, Is an So that story of the counting is also something that expresses the love of the Eden canal. Is however, there's still an advantage in the expression of love that there is in this story, because nice of In addition to the obvious fact, was vibal as parsha that the story of this parsha of bringing the carbon Pesach happened before So it's more fitting to just keep it in order and say this story, which expresses the love of the Ebishter for Yidin, or the love of the Yidin for the Ebishter and the fact that they fulfill the mitzvah. But besides that, There's another advantage here. Because the story of the counting of the Yidin, which the Chumash begins with, that expresses their love, that's not a novelty. We know this already from before. It's the same idea that Sefer Shemais opens with the counting of the Shvatan that came down to Mitzrayim, which is an expression of love. If so, it would be more fitting to begin with a new and different expression of love that you didn't have for Hashem by fulfilling the mitzvah, not a repetition of the same expression of love that was already recorded before. The And we could add even more to this. That if Chumash Demold would we'll give an the psyche's beside from Maila Makaidish, if Chumash Bamidbar would open with this story of the Yidin bringing the carbon Pesach, then the expression of the love of Yidin from from Schmais to Vayikra to Bamidbar would be an expression of love going higher and higher. Zula Mizu. is the from Yidin This expresses. The love that Yidin have for who they are, their very existence. Them was manan, and therefore they wish to count to That's the first level of love. Here we're taking it to the next level. The expression of the love of Hashem for Yidin regarding how Hashem commands them, how Hashem gives them a mitzvah. And them. Before Hashem commands, and He speaks to Moshe Rabbeinu, Hashem summons Him and invites Him with love. And this is actually an expression of love to all Yidden, not just to Moshe, as the Reb explains here. Anytime Hashem speaks and commands, so Hashem calls with love. And this is, this is not an expression of love that's related specifically to Moshe Rabbeinu himself as Rashi himself contrasts this, the prophets of other nations, Hashem speaks to them, but also but in a temporary manner, in an impure manner. Since they are prophets of other nations, so meaning the my of Moshe Rabbeinu here is the fact that he represents and is part of Klal Yisrael. So this is an expression of the way Hashem commands a mitzvah to yidn. That's the second level of love. And the psyche of the Seife shall actually say, Seife by And if now, nah, Seife by Midbar would open with the story of the carbon Pesach, will given with the Meile of the Chib Yidden. So here the expression of the love of Yidden would be, and then was the Rebishop at Seidan ongesagt, Achrea commes a Mishkan at Mitzvah Mu The Rebishop decided to give Yidden after the Mishkan was put up a unique Mitzvah, was mitzadatzma Sadatma seine Seidamalt and Midbar nicht given mechoyev. In that time period, Eden were not obligated. This was really supposed to be only later when they come into Eretz Yisrael. So this itself, that the to decides to make an exception and and give them the opportunity to fulfill this mitzvah that was really supposed to be only later on, is a deeper expression of love. On um, in this story we additionally see the Yidden having the kindness the mitzvah. We also see the love of Yidden that they fulfilled the mitzvah. So this would be taking the level of love to yet a higher level. So why not open Chumash Bamidbar with this story of carbon Pesach? Furthermore, there's a big advantage with opening in this story, because over here, the love is expressed, this expresses the level and the, and the praiseworthiness of the Yidden. We see here in this story, how, to what extent, they wanted to fulfill a mitzvah. People that were impure and they couldn't bring the garden. They demanded and they argued, why should we be left out? That expresses the, the intense love that Yidin have for a mitzvah. And is another point, it also expresses how beloved Yidin are by Hashem. As accepted their argument and their request that they should not be left out. The be left out. And, then Pesach and he gave them the opportunity to fulfill what they were missing and to bring the Pesach Sheni. So this parsha here of Pesach, including Pesach Sheni, is a very powerful story expressing the love of the Eibishter for Eden, The love of the Eden for the Abishter, in a very unusual and powerful way. So why would the Chumash not begin with this story? That's really the question of Rashi, the way Rashi phrases it. The, why don't we begin the Chumash with this story? So here now in Siv Zayin, we see the answer that Rashi gives. and fit Rashi. So here Rashi answers and says, ba Midbar There's an embarrassing point here regarding Yidin, that they only brought one carbon Pesach for all 40 years that they wore in the Midbar. What does Rashi mean to say? in their parasha. Yes, there is a tremendous level of love of Hashem for Yidin that we do see over here in this parasha. That a Pesach Hashem commanded to bring this Pesach here, which is an exception in those 40 years, the story of Pesach Shani, which is also a very powerful story. However, there is also a point of embarrassment that comes out of this story itself. How is that? So here the Rebbe comes back to answer the question what's embarrassing about not bringing the carbon Pesach for 40 years if they didn't have the mitzvah in this time period? So, the first thing that Rebbe introduces is as follows. Even though Rashi already said that the Torah says that the fulfillment of this mitzvah is dependent on being in Eretz You can't compare it to other mitzvahs that also could only be fulfilled when you come to Eretz The very obligation is only possible once you are in Eretz trumas, the all these mitzvahs, like pikurim and trumas and maistas, or even chala, which are related to the produce and the things that grow in the land, only in Eretz Yisrael. The mitzvahs and this mitzvah is connected to the physical land. The and in Eretz its only produce that grows in the in Eretz Yisrael. So it's not some technical reason or some decision that David just says, let's delay the mitzvah until you come to Eretz Yisrael. The mitzvah, originally, is, is for the land. There's other mitzvahs, like petach amer, when you have to redeem the, the, uh, the donkey. It's obviously not related to the physical land. But still, according to one opinion in Ashi, is that the fulfillment of this mitzvah is only when they come Eretz Yisrael. Is der not So that's a mitzvah. Its entire obligation is only possible and only begins when they come into Eretz Yisrael. is carbon pesach. However, when it comes to bringing in the carbon pesach, is shayach mitbar. It's possible to bring it in a midbar, and it's an essence a mitzvah which is sort of relate relates to this time period over here. But the actual obligation. They the delays until they actually arrive in Teretz Yisrael. But the concept of the mitzvah, the fact that they bring a carbon Pesach because of Yitzchus Mitzrayim, in essence, is relatable to this time period as well. So that's one point. Okay. Now an additional point you see over here in in this parasha we see over here in this parasha of Pesach and Pesach Sheni as mitzah to Lomni when there was a request and an argument of just very few that were tamei, and they said, why should we be left out? Haterevish tegebna zaman from carbon pesach biyudalot biir when they don't know makrivs and then carbon pesach, the avishte gave them a time when they can bring the carbon pesach in yudal dear. Azach v'sm gefintnet by kain under mitzvah the carbon. We don't find such a concept by any other mitzvah or carbon that if you lose an opportunity that you have a time to make it up. V'smazak das bechlal. When it comes to other Karbanas, if you missed its time, so then the, the opportunity is missed and you can't ever make it up again. But if we here by Pesach Sheni, we clearly see that the gives them an opportunity to make it up. So if so, so, this is an obvious question that even a child will come and ask. How could it be? As the allah lamitesh shonah bis yidin sehne Midbar, 39 years the Yidden are in the Midbar, Haben sie nicht und von why did Yedon not demand from the Eberster that why should we be left out? As they will give them den Lashem, den Pesach. That they also want to have an opportunity to bring the carbon and not wait the, until they come to Israel. This is a carbon which is commemorating their leaving of Mitzrayim and the bringing them to the redemption. So, for sure, they should have a special feeling to demand throughout 39 years to bring this carbon. <inaudible> Yidin should understand that they have to demand this with the following logic. <inaudible> if, when there was just a handful of individuals that demanded that we shouldn't be left out, <inaudible> so they give them the opportunity to bring the carbon, <inaudible> most definitely. When all the Edom would demand this, this nigg as their carbon is nidd glayech to sharm mitzvah If they know what was explained before that this is not a mitzvah which is impossible and not related at all to this time period but it, it, it is possible that it could be brought now as well. So, wollten gebeten und gemordt beim Mönch, als sie willen and the Carbon Pesach beduken, wie sie haben das getan, bei Midbar beschnaarschaines wollten sie das Eis gefeiert. If they would have demanded that they want to bring the carbon Pesach just like this one time that they allowed them to bring the carbon, they definitely would have succeeded and Hashem would have commanded and allowed them to bring the carbon Pesach here in the midbar. So therefore, this parsha expresses something negative, something embarrassing about Yid. The... That this is the only time they brought the carbon in Pesach. The Yidden, by ygoda, und carbon Karben, shana. Jeden would have succeeded, and they would have brought this carbon for 40 years. So the fact that this was the only time they brought the carbon expresses the fact that the Yidden did not demand, that the did not have that that uh, desire to want to bring the carbon. That's the negative point that comes out in the story. See, so even though the story overall expresses a tremendous love of the to for Yidin and the Yidin for the Hebishtah, as the Rebbe pointed out before, but nevertheless, there's an element of, of negativity here about Yidin, so therefore the Chumash Bamidbar does not begin with the story. So here the Rebbe continues in Sivches, let's not forget, amongst the Yidin here in the Midbar, you have Maisha Rabbeinu, Aranakayan. what happened, where were they? The question though now becomes... Vikumtes, as Moshe, V'Aren, V'chayetze, B'zeh, or anyone similar on their level, hat nit gebeten, or nit gepeiled, by Moshe, as his own makrivs, and the carbon Pesach, dem Gan Tzemmeshech, Mulam, Etes, Shana, Bemidbar. Nobody amongst Klai Yisrael, even the greatest, Moshe and did not demand that the carbon should be brought any time in these 39 years. Why didn't they? Is there beer, B'zeh? So the explanation here is as follows. B'pnimi Yisanyanam. To look at this with, from, from a different perspective, understanding who Moshe Rabbeinu and Aaron Akayon are, so we can understand why they did not want to be an exception and demand us when Yidin or not. What's a nasi? What's a leader amongst Yidin? His whole entire focus is just one thing, to think about what he can do for the sake of Yidin we find by Moshe, we find that Moshe Bain himself, that he was ready to give up his life for Yidden. he was ready to give up not just his life physically, but even his entire neshama, his He was ready to be erased from the entire Torah. That's a true Nasi, that's a true leader of Yidin. So so therefore from this we understand over here regarding what we're speaking about, demanding that the Eden should have an opportunity to bring the carbon Pesach in the middle. Parsha This embarrassing point over here that we could see in this parsha that Yidin did not demand that the carbon should be brought throughout the other 39 years is Nit If Bad Gosha. It's not highlighted to such an extent. We do not find that you can request of Hashem to have the mitzvah of carbon Pesach in a time period when the mitzvah does not apply yet. What we do find is Pesach Shain, which is to make up those that missed the carbon that everybody was obligated to bring that year. So the fact that Eden didn't demand to bring the carbon pesach throughout the 30, other thirty-nine years, you can say that they didn't think it's possible because we never find clearly that demanding this would enable them to actually bring it. but on the other hand, though, when gebeten by as carbon pesach, if Moshe and Adam would demand this by the Eibushet that they should bring the carbon pesach, and they would have been succeed. They would have been successful. Eden. And then all Yidin would be able to bring the carbon. This itself would highlight the embarrassment of Yidin to a much greater extent. This would show very clearly that this is a carbon that one can demand and succeed in Hashem allowing you and commanding you to bring it. And nevertheless, the Eden did not have that desire and that interest, and they didn't demand this. So this would highlight this embarrassing point about Yidden. <speaking in Hebrew> being faithful shepherds, always looking out just for the good of Yidden. <speaking in Hebrew> not to highlight additionally the embarrassment of Yidden. not to highlight additionally the embarrassment of so they are ready to forego on a, a level of something that they could have had. They were not commanded to do this, but they could have came to this to bring in a carbon Pesach, to bring a carbon paysach by demanding this, so they should have this opportunity to as as long as they will preserve the honor of Eden. That's more important for Moshe and Aaron than having the opportunity for themselves and for the whole Kleid's Yisrael for 39 years to bring the carbon Pesach. That's why Moshe and Aaron did not, on their own, demand this for Yidn. For so now we can understand from this more broadly, connecting this here in Sif to the story of Pesach Shani. We can understand this with the wine of Taita. The secrets of Taylor that there is an Ashi, thus was their Indian is, uh, an, a, 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 again, thus was them Indian, as Ein Seder, Mukhtem, Momochabit Taylor, learned menop, Lamadita, from their parasha Davka. Why is it that this idea that what's written, we find that things in the Taylor are written out of order, and even when the Taylor gives dates, it still writes it out of order? We learn that, and the Taylor does that, Davka over here regarding this story of Pesach Shari. Why is that? the Chiyo from Pesach Sheini. But this is the Chiddush from parasha. The fact that you didn't have an obligation, if you can't bring the first carbon to bring the Pesach Shani, which is really the main novelty of this parasha. All the halachas of Pesach is already in parasha's boat. Here, the main Chiddush is the Pesach Sheini. Is in Yonoi, what's the idea of this carbon? Nit videreyifun ha from Pesach Rishon, it's not similar to the way the obligation of the first Pesach is, Um b'chalal, under the mitzvahs, or in general, the obligation of all other mitzvahs, those mitzvahs are given with a certain seder and has to be brought in a certain time period. Nor does an from Shulay al This is a mitzvah that comes out of the order. and it's for those people that cannot bring the the carbon in its right time. That's what this whole the theme of this whole mitzvah pesach is all about out of order. der mitzvah is said to also, the way the yidn were commanded this mitzvah is given shalpiasidah. It's also commanded to them, not on a regular order. For of the same order as all other mitzvahs was the Rabishahadza mit which the Abish just comes and gives Yidna from his initiative, the mitzvah. Nor to the tainu, bakash, lomani It's as an answer to those yidin that are impure. And they are demanding Lomani Gara and the Evishter gives them this opportunity. That's what carbon Pesach represents out of the ordinaries both from the tzivui and also in the timing of when the mitzvah is fulfilled. In Avedes Hashem, so as this relates to every person's Avede, what does this mean? Is Dostarinyim von Avedes HaTshuva. This represents the Avede of the Yiddui Tshuva, Vosiznit Was Vosdintu Mevishun B'derecha Yasha, which is an individual... That is not like someone that goes on a straight path and serves Hashem. Hashem, that is, Asha Adam, Hashem created every human being to go on a straight path. Rather, someone that stumbled and has sinned, has blemished, and has gone off the beaten path. That's what Shuva is about. But that's really what the Tehidah means when it says that there's a person that's impure that it includes not just then, in the time period that, were, yidden, that we're impure, but it means someone that's impure, that he has to do tshuva. That's what the Pesach Sheini represents, it's for Yidin to give them an opportunity for tshuva. And as in, Rashi, in them, so here, this is the hint and the point that Rashi is saying here. Nay, It is an embarrassing point over here, but for 40 years, he didn't only brought one Pesach. What does this mean? As Eich Diak Rava B'meshach, the Gansar, Baim Shona, had g'dat kumen and an eifem from Shilohi al the very fact that they brought this carbon here one time, the entire 40 years, is not really what was supposed to be. This is an exception. Al-Derech, v'idai b'shtahat, z'i ongezak makrez and the carbon Pesach B'shona Ha'Shenis, but that's ist Shilohi Al-Piseydeh this, that the says, that they can bring the carbon this one time here, it's not the way the Mitzvah was supposed to be. They were not obligated to bring a carbon Pesach in the Midbar. But more importantly, but also this idea that this is something that Yidin have to demand from below. This is the whole idea of Chuvavi here that Yidin have to demand. The time of them is, and the reason for this is B'nmeshach, the Aliyadin, Shohay Yisroba Midbar. All these forty years that Yidden wore in the Midbar is das gevener matzah von Acharechet. Why were the Yidden in the Midbar? It's because of the sin. Was the first that they did the gevener Midbar canal after the chet of the Meraglim. That's why they wore in the Midbar. Nit vid the matzah matzah and Yidden. By the crav of whom carbon pesach b'mitzrayim, unlike the time when Yidden brought the carbon pesach when they were stolen in Mitzrayim, was they and them would and amatzav from erish gebarin gevarim. Then Yidden was the birth of Klal Yisrael by Yitzchias Mitzrayim. So then Yidden are tzadikim. But here, though, in the midbar, Yidden sinned, and Yidden are an amatzav that they sort of went off the beaten path. O b'meyle ha'tzchdamod b'midbar gefardet by Yidden an avideh von ein seide when rashi says there's no order here in this in the place where this pasture is recorded is because here at this time period it was demanded of them that they should go out of the ordinary and demand the shaita that in one moment the Yid could do and they should have demanded to bring the carbon in the Midbar as well. So that's the remit that Rashi is saying over here the shal Yisrael, that Dafke here in this time period when they're in the midbar because of the sin, they should have demanded, and that's what Truva is all about, to bring the carbon in this time period. So, Sifir the ever concludes what do we learn out from all this? Based on all this, we can learn as the parsha dem in you from bakoshe The here in this parsha, we learn how powerful the request and the demand of lomenigara that we don't want to be left out is. But if you hear this is considered to be Gnuson Shal Yisrael, that if you didn't have an opportunity to do tshuva and to demand, they must, and it's expected of them to demand this. Since everything in Teshuvah is eternal, an eternal lesson, So this is relevant for all time periods and in all places, most definitely now in this time period, in the time in the end of Golos, Mal derech zeh is muvam min gev bakoshes or tefillahs from Bnei Israel b'chlal. So this is understood. And this applies to all davening and requests that you didn't ask of the Eishet in general. Malachas kamav v'kama, especially and most definitely the v'bakoshin nafshes from kolechod vechod m'Bnei Israel, the soulful request of every single Jew. To demand, since all the times that Mashiach should have come have passed already, to demand that Mashiach should immediately come. To use the, the, the language of davening, that we say in Nesra every single day, three times a day, that we say three times a day in a weekday. As David Meheiro Satsmiach that Hashem should sprout forth the coming of David of Mashiach immediately. Onedem chaysim von other tefillas, and the conclusion of all the tefillas that we'd have in, in any day of the year, oich von Shabbos v'yantiv, including the Shabbos v'yantiv, yihiratz n'cholo, sh'yibane b'esamikdash b'meheida v'yameinu, that we conclude with this tefillah, that the should bring Mashiach, ke may this be literally, b'meida v'yameinu mamash.